Welcome to the Sisters with Swords podcast, where we explore God's word and discover his design for women as we wield our weapons of warfare on the battlefield of everyday life. We're your hosts, Holly Knight and Janie Burkett. Hey there, sisters, and welcome to another episode of Sisters with Swords. Today, Janie's going to take us through the Psalms with some memorizing and meditation. This week, we learned about Hagar, who was sought after and seen. And so we're going to memorize a passage from Psalms 139 that lets us know that we are sought after and seen as well. So Holly, will you read for us verse 1 through 6? Yes. Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from afar, from far away. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. You have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. This wondrous knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I am unable to reach it. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to go verse by verse, give you a few things that you can meditate on. Then after that, I'm going to pray for you all and we're going to read it a few times so you can help you memorize it. So first of all, I'm going to go through verse one. So it says, Lord, you have searched me and known me. So the root words for this one are analyzed, explored to consider in detail. So search and known is a really it's the most in-depth knowing of somebody that you can know, right? It's not something that is, um, that is just glanced over. When I see the word analyzed and explored, I think about my husband because he is like an Excel nerd and he loves a spreadsheet. This man loves spreadsheets. I actually got him, um, one time for Valentine's day, this, uh, mug that, has like an Excel spreadsheet on it and it said freak in the sheets. <laughs> that's amazing. So that's my husband. In the spreadsheets. In the spreadsheets. <laughs> and you know, if you've ever seen some of these like really in-depth spreadsheets, like he has equations in like maybe a single cell that are like if then statements and they'll like if one equation over here is this and it'll pull these other equations and they will like be circular equations. I don't even know what you're saying. They like link from like other workbooks even. Wow. Like imagine a different Microsoft, you know, word file linking to that. I can't imagine any of this. Right. Yeah. So imagine how more complex we are to analyze and explore and to consider in detail. That's how God knows us. In verse two, it says, you know, when I sit down and when I stand up, y'all, the, the, the Hebrew, whatever that means when I sit down and when I stand up, so (laughs) we got that one sitting, we're sitting right now and in a minute we're going to stand up and God's going to know about it. He's going to know. Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing to think about here. In number, the second part of that says, you understand my thoughts from far away. I was really considering this and meditating on it myself. And the Lord brought this to mind. And I thought it was so cool is that you can, if you know someone really well, like, you know, my sister and I know each other, or you know, your spouse, or you have another friend that you just know really well. If you guys are both in a conversation with some other people and one of you just has like a look in their eye or a facial expression. You're like, 
I know what that girl's thinking right now. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so like he knows from far away. So now trying to think about my sister's in another conversation I can't hear with people. Like, let's think she's in another state. Mm-hmm. Like she's in another state. I, I'm not going to, there's nothing I would be able to know her thoughts. I can't see her. I right. don't know what's going on around her, but that's the picture that God gives. He knows our thoughts from far away without needing a clue, without needing yeah. context, you know? So he knows our thoughts that well. He doesn't need body language. He doesn't need facial expressions. None of that. So in verse three, it says, you observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all my ways. One thing, when I looked at this, the travels, the, the other word for travels was wanderings. So if you think about that, sometimes maybe we're at rest or at peace or we're wandering aimlessly and we feel like a chicken with our heads cut off, right? In either circumstance, God knows us and he knows what we're doing. Here's something that I thought was interesting about rest. I expected to see uh, maybe synonyms of peace or something like that Mm -hmm. when I looked at the word rest. Yeah. Instead, I got this word. Some of y'all might be convicted in this next part, okay? If you are, you don't got to raise your hand. Just take it to the Lord, okay? (laughs) If you want to post it on the socials, you know, for some accountability, that's all right. It's a bold move. But here you go. The synonym for this rest was to mate or to lie with. Oh. Okay, so you observe my travels and my right. getting jiggy with it. Correct. <laughs> so, ladies, when you're having the maritals with your husband, the Lord knows about that. Ladies, if you be having the maritals without the marital part, uh, the Lord knows that too. And he might be telling you to keep that marriage bed, bed kept pure. Okay. You know, so if you feel the need to let us know if that's you, you, you may, or you could just, you know, keep it silent. You don't in have your heart. to raise your hand. You don't. Uh, it's none of our business. And you know what? Do not be calling out nobody else. If you know your sister is in sin right now, do not be posting that on blast either. Okay. Just pray okay. for her. Just pray. Okay. Verse four. Before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. So if, again, if you know somebody very well, you might be able to finish their sentences. Holly and I can finish each other's sentences. In fact, do you remember? I know exactly what you're going to say. (laughs) Do you remember that that one time time in the car, we're like. I mean, that was it. We just clapped. Like very randomly. We were. Out of nowhere. We both just. Clapped twice. Clapped at the same time twice. And looked at each other and like, that was weird. Why did we just clap twice together? So if you share a brain with someone like Holly and I share a brain, then you might be able to finish their sentences. But God is saying, not only can I finish your sentence, I can start your sentence. Okay. Mm. This is how much God knows about us. And then in verse five, it says, you have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. So the word encircled here means to tie up or to bind. The other way this word is used is it is used as a military term to depict an army partaking in siege warfare or Mm. to lay in siege. And so I thought that was really interesting because first of all, we are sisters with swords, so we're in a war, right? But... If you think of how siege warfare was done is a lot of these cities, uh, really even until the Middle Ages, until the um, 
you know, 1700s were built with these big walls around them. And that was for protection, but it also could become a, a, a way that they could be hurt by it because if they could keep things from coming in and out, then they could eventually starve out the people there. And so what armies would do is they would encircle the entire city and they would keep things from coming in or keep things from coming out, from coming out. And that's what God is doing for us. He is encircling us, but he is encircling us with his angels and with a wall of fire and protecting us from anything to come to us that he does not first allow. And that's the part that can sometimes be difficult is that when we do have some terrible things happen in our lives, if we know that God has encircled us, we know that then God has allowed it to come into us and to come into our life. And so I was thinking about this in similar to when I, you know, lost, lost my baby, my baby passed. I was thinking, my God, he, if he encircles me, then he allowed that to Mm -hmm. come into my life. And as we read a couple of weeks ago in Holly's book, that nothing is too hard for him. He can do anything at any time he wants. So he definitely could have prevented my baby from dying. So I have to know that even though he has allowed that to come into me, number one, he's still grieved. He doesn't like a baby dying any more than I do. He is still grieved. But number two, he allowed that to happen. He is encircling me. So anything that comes to me first had to pass through his hand. Mm. And so I have to at least take rest in the fact that I know and take comfort in the fact that I know that God allowed this. And if he allowed this, then he has a plan and a purpose for it because he doesn't waste anything. Right. And here is what's really exciting is even after he knows all about us, he still encircles us and places his hand on us. Mm -hmm. And I think what is so exciting is when I looked into hand, it also had a different translation that it said back, that he has our back. Wow. And so, you know, we've been talking, I love how God has woven together a lot of our weeks of lessons because Mm -hmm. we talked a few weeks ago about how the spiritual armor of God, the armor of God doesn't have any protection for our back. Well, Mm -hmm. in Psalm 139, it says that his hand is on us. It literally gives us the image that he has our back. Yeah. And so if anybody's got my back, I definitely want God to be the one to have my back. Yeah, no kidding. And so even after he knows all about us, so if we think of how intimately God knows us, he knows everything about us. If you're like me, when I thought about that first, I was like, On the one hand, comforted that God knows me. On the other hand, a little ashamed. Like Mm -hmm. if I, I don't know of anybody that I feel like if they knew every thought I had would still want to be my friend. Right. (laughs) You know? Right. And so not only does God know everything about us, but then in spite of all of that, he still puts his hand on us. He still encircles us. He still puts a wall around us and has a plan for us. And that just brings us to verse six, which says this wondrous knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I am, I am unable to reach it. Literally all of that just means I can't, this doesn't make sense. I can't comprehend this. I, I can't understand it. How you could know someone that intimately and then know that he knows all of us. Yeah. 
intimately, to have the capacity for that, and then to have the capacity to know all of the terrible things we've thought, all of the terrible things we've done, all of the terrible things we've said, every sin and transgression that we've had against him, against ourselves, against others. Mm. And he still encircles us. He still puts his hand on us. He still sent his one and only son to die for us so that we might have reconciliation with him. All of that truly is too much for me to understand, too much for me to comprehend. And because of that, the only response I can have then is to praise him and to live for him. Yep. And so with that, I want to pray for you all. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for how you know us that in our worst times, you see us in our most difficult times. You see us in our best times. You see us no matter what we are going through right now, God, you know, the hairs on our head, you know, every thought that's passing through us, you are seeking us out. You are seeing us. And regardless of any terrible thing that we have done, not only do you have forgiveness available for us, but you are encircling us and putting your hand on us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for these promises. I pray today that as somebody is hearing my voice, that she will feel encouraged, that she will no longer feel condemned. She will no longer feel ashamed that whatever terrible thing she feel like she has done or is doing, that she will know she can walk in your freedom, in your truth, in your light, and in your provision and in communion with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for these promises that you have given us. I pray a special blessing over these women as they hear my voice right now, God, that you will bless them and keep them. You will make your face shine upon them. You will cover them with your countenance. You will give them abundant grace and favor. In your name, I pray these things. Amen. Amen. Psalm 139, 1 through 6. Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from afar. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. You have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. This wondrous knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I am am unable to reach it. Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from far away. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. You have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. This wondrous knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I am unable to reach it. Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up, you understand my thoughts from far away. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. You have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. This wondrous knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I am unable to reach it. We love you, sisters. Sisters with Swords is produced and edited by Holly Knight. Original music by the Minister of Funk and Husband of the Year, Bradley Knight. Artwork by Holly Knight. 
and dinner tonight will also be provided by Holly Knight. Please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Sisters with Swords. We're cheering you on, sister. Go wield your sword.